Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the author incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Hey, 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 everybody. It is another journey, uh, book journey that we are going to share for you today on Book Journeys Radio. I am super excited to be back. Had a little bit of time off to get married, which was super fun. Hopefully, you guys are following along on Facebook and Snapchat and got to see some of those pictures. Um, And it's perfect that my first guest after our wedding celebration should be an amazing expert on building a true love relationship. Angeline M. Hart is the author of Gorillas Make Great Lovers, Escape the Dating Jungle, and Build a True Love Relationship. I'm so excited we get to talk to Angeline and talk about love today. Angeline, thank you so much for being my guest. My pleasure. Awesome. So let's just start off by telling everyone about Gorillas Make Great Lovers. What is the book about and who did you write it for? Okay. All right. Well, it's it's kind of a quirky title um, because it's kind of a fun way at looking at the whole dating and love um, genre out there. And uh, what it refers to is most women tell me, I can't find the right guy. And so I came up with a unique way to help them find the right guy by labeling 12 different types of men as animals, one of which is a gorilla. And so they take a quiz multiple times about the different men in their lives and the relationships that haven't worked and maybe some that did work for a while and also about their ideal man. And that gorilla quiz, which anybody can take for free on my website, uh, which is GorillaLove.com, that quiz is going to tell them the manimal type of um, any man in their life and also the manimal type of the man that they ideally want to find. And what I do is help them learn how to recognize the kind of man that they want because they keep finding the kind they don't want, and they just don't know how mm. to recognize them. So that, that's what it's about. And then beyond what most... Um, relationship books are doing out there, which is helping people through the dating game, is I want to help them through the dating game and then on to a long-term love relationship. That's my goal. And, and our mission actually is to change the world one relationship at a time. And Aww, we can't do that with a whole bunch of short-term relationships. So it's, it's about truly building a long-term loving relationship. I love that, Angeline. Um, I should have said earlier, but I know you had a a co-author and a partner in writing this book who is also your partner in life, Dixon Schwenk. So Dixon's not here, but I wanted to shout out to him. Um, And the quiz you mentioned, people can find that, I believe, at GorillaLove.com. Can they find it right there? Correct. Correct. Okay, so as we are... I was going to say, as we're listening, head over to GorillaLove.com, take that quiz, and find out what your 
uh, either what, what your manimal type is, what your partner's manimal type is, or what your ideal partner's manimal type is. So right. um, I know I had fun with this. So my ideal manimal is an owl, and I just married one. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, so... You know, a lot of people have a dream of writing a book, and one of the challenges um, for a lot of people is picking a topic or structuring, like they might know, well, I want to write about love, but they don't really have the the topic clear or the structure clear. So how did you focus on your book and go from the general idea of writing a book to being specific about this book? Probably, like most people, I wanted to write a book that would affect as many people as possible. And what your coaching program did for me is explain that the way to do that is to quit thinking in general terms and instead to think in specific terms and, in fact, come up with an ideal client that I would want to read this book. And you had me write out, literally write out, a description of, and and I can tell you some of the descriptions I came up with, my ideal client would be in this um, specific scenario, would be 36 years old, single woman, probably had a negative or even abusive father, um, has had challenges with finding good men, has had failed relationships, numerous, um, probably shops at Victoria's Secret to buy herself things to help make her feel lovely and sexy and everything, and yet she imagines that men think she's supposed to look like the Victoria's Secret um, models, and so she's unhappy with the way she looks. She goes regularly to work out. She has a good job, but she's not happy with her job because she has issues around setting boundaries, and so she's allowing herself to be overworked and underpaid. And it It was a real process for me to have to think in terms of a specific person and then write the book, That Person. And did you find that changed the book topic or helped you get more specific in a way that surprised you? It really changed the way that I wrote. It clarified what I had to say. I mean, my general message is the same. The, the message of the book could apply to married women who just want to improve the love in their marriage or or married women who are having challenges with their husband and don't know whether or not they should stay, it could apply to all of those because there's some very basic principles. But it really helped me as I wrote it to determine what I needed to say and how I needed to focus that writing. It it made the writing easier. Um, Mm. I'm a pretty good writer, but it, it really clarified what I needed to say. So once you had clarification um, about your book, tell us a little about your writing process. Did you write every day? Did you write in short bursts or long blocks? What was your writing schedule like? Um, For me, I wrote every day. Um, I really felt the pressure of needing to get it done on time. I mean, we had a, a deadline, and it's a pretty, you know, tight deadline, um, I wrote every single day, and since I was writing with my husband, what I, our particular process was, I would write in the mornings, blah, 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 you know, they're all down, I've got pages and pages, and I think it's pretty darn good. And then he'd come in in the afternoon and sit down at my desk, uh, and he's facing my computer, and I'm sitting in another chair uh, a few feet away from him, and he'd go through and start reading what I wrote out loud. 
Mm. And when I finished writing, I would think the writing, oh, this is good. There's very few changes needed here. When he would read it out loud, all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, I can hear that that sentence is convoluted. It's not clear. Uh, we need to change that. Oh, I need a different word here. And then he is very good uh, at being a balance for me because I'm a very pragmatic writer. And he's quite lyrical in the way that he thinks and in the words that he would choose. And so he would make it um, much more interesting, much more feeling uh, than the kind of writing that I would do. And together, I feel like we would turn out something that was really good. But it was amazing to me that I could spend four hours in the morning, think I'm done, think it's great, think it's minor changes, and we'd spend another four hours in the afternoon. Wow. So having gone through the process, I know that you are thinking about writing another book. Um, is there anything yeah. you would do differently this time, having kind of been through it from the beginning to the end? Any lessons that you'll take with you? Um, I'm a process-oriented person. I really need to know step-by-step step what the expectations are and uh, what to do next, and okay, now what, and how does this or that fit in with it? And so now that I understand the overall picture, so how to work my way through it, um, I think it would be much easier for me. In addition, I probably should mention I'm 69 years old and, uh, you know, pushing that 70 really hard, and so I'm not real computer savvy, and so there were challenges for me in the whole process because what your uh, company offers has a lot of technical information. Go here to get this. Go there to get that. Go someplace else and gather this bit of information. It was great support information, but it took um, a learning curve for me to be able to to find those pieces that were so helpful when I found them. Mm. Anything else uh, that you would advise someone who was thinking about working with a co-author in terms of how to structure that? Um, advice for a co-author. Well, I, I guess actually the top thing would be um, they talk about writing a book as like birthing a baby. And mm. everybody everybody's touchy about their baby. They want everybody else to think it's beautiful and it's perfect, and, and you don't want somebody to come up and say, well, actually, uh, you need to change this. This didn't work, and, and we need to do that. And so the thing that I would say primarily is both of you need to be diplomatic with each other. You need to be sensitive and considerate because it, it is painful. And, and he would sit here and he would say, okay, well, I think it needs to go like this and this and this. And I'm like, ah, that just doesn't feel like what I want to say. I want it to be this and this and that. And so we mm. um, need to be able to hear each other and feel for each other and not be critical and be able to be patient with each other and supportive of each other in the process. Yeah, great, great advice. So tell me about the vision you had for your book before you wrote it. What were you imagining and then how is that? similar or different to what you ended up with? <laughs> well, what I was imagining, little book uh, about the size and shape of the book, The Secret, 
And it was mm-hmm. going to be this cute little volume that women were going to carry in their purse as a reference as they're going out there in the dating world. And they'd go back and they'd check and say, okay, like in your case, all right, I want an owl. Okay, this is such a volume. Okay, so I need to be looking for such and such. So I had, I had that it was going to be all about the mammals. And in reality, it turned out that it's much bigger than that. It's deeper than that. It's not just a reference in the moment. It's a learning book. And mm. as I directed it to my ideal client, which is based on multiple clients that I've worked with, and I realized here's what she needs, here's what she wants, here's the kind of help that is best for me to give her, it turned into a different book than the fun little funny that I, I originally had envisioned. Hmm, fascinating. So while you were writing your book, were there ever moments that you experienced writer's block? And if so, how did you deal with that? Um, the first time, the, one of the things that's really helpful that in your program is the Facebook page that everybody's on. And uh, mm-hmm. somebody mentioned, you know, that they were worried about writer's block and I seems like I remember that I said something like, oh, no, I'm not having a problem with that. I'm just rolling right along. And within probably two weeks, bam. (laughs) And and I realized what writer's block is, at least for me, is a real fear that I'm not doing this, quote, unquote, right. Mm. And that maybe I'm making mistakes and maybe it's not good enough. And I was uh, checking out other people's books on relationships and going, oh, my goodness, this one's so wonderful. Oh, this has such nice things in it. Oh, I like this writer's style. And, and I was thinking, I don't have anything to contribute. What makes me think I can do this? Why, why do I think I have something to say that people would want to buy? There's already plenty of good things out there. It, it, I was really surprised because I'm basically a very confident person. And so to bump into a, a lack of confidence, I hadn't dealt with that before. I, I didn't know what to mm. do with that. And when I mentioned it on the Facebook page, you said something like, yeah, you're right on schedule. This is about the time that starts showing up. <laughs> so I went, oh, okay, this is normal. I'm all right. And then I was able to just move forward. Hmm. And were there other um, were there other ways that you found that you would block yourself? So for some people, it's procrastination or um, confusion. People would be like, oh, I don't know what to write now. That's kind of another way that sometimes we keep ourselves safe by not finishing the book. Um, what else, how else did the, the kind of fear of who am I to write this book, did that show up for you? I didn't have the confusion thing because um, I based the outline of the book on a series of workshops that I'd done. And so I knew in general what needed to be said and, and that kind of thing. So I didn't run into confusion that way. I didn't run into much procrastination, a little bit near the end, uh, but mostly I was excited to get it done, wanted to get it done. I'm a get-it-done kind of person. Um, But I noticed when it got near the end, um, my editor, Kate, had said, Mm -hmm. you need to have a way to wrap this up. You need to have a way that, you know, pulls it all back together at the end. And that had not been part of my series of workshops, and so I was a little bit lost. Okay, how am I going to do that? What should I do? And what I did is reach back into the coaching that I do with clients and thought, what is it that they want 
from me? What, how, how would I answer this for them? And what I have found with my clients, and therefore what I ended the book with, is actually the stories from my personal life, what did and didn't work, so that they could see how these different principles, such as managing boundaries, uh, uh, communication skills, handling uh, feelings and emotions, how how do you deal with that in real life? And so in the, the closing chapter, I put in there um, stories such as how I met my husband and then with follow-up comments like, um, did you notice uh, that one of, here, here's the ways that I knew this man was right for me. Did you notice that I saw this about him and that about him and this about him and that about them? so that they could go back and look at the story that I had written about meeting him and go, oh, okay, all right, I get it, I get it. Because a lot mm. of the women that I talk to, because they've had poor examples from their father and from their early relationships, they don't know what a good relationship looks like. They don't know how to recognize it. They don't know how to – they say things to me like, how can I tell if this is a good one? And so to to go back and close it with that – and also my daughter asked me if I'd do some stories about her because I'd helped her find her mate. And and yeah. we did the same thing with it. Okay, here's here's how she found him, and here's the things that helped her know he was right. And, and I found that that seemed to pull the whole thing together. Here's all the principles, blah, 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 blah. Now here's how it all works in real life. And that that was the only place that I bumped into procrastination is when it was something new that I wasn't sure how to do right. I thought of doing it that way. And so a lot of people think about writing a book um, and they never finish it or they, um, you know, they never really even get started in some cases. I know for you, this was the first time you tried to write a book, right? Right. So this is like, you know, what they say about small businesses, like 95% of small businesses fail. I think about 99% of first-time book attempts fail. Um, Why do you think you were able to finish your book? Angela, it's your program. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Uh, Not only did your program help me know how to structure the book, help me know how to focus the book, helped me know what things needed to be written into it and not written into it. It also helped me, and I think this is a flat-out miracle, helped me have a bestseller book. Uh, the rest of my mm. life, I will be able to say to anyone, yes, I wrote a book, it's on Amazon, and it qualified as a bestseller. Mm. That's, that's phenomenal. Oh, nice. I, I have a, a, a family member who wrote a book several years ago, years ago, and he's never gotten it published. I, I think, frankly, he's probably in shock that I got this thing published and got it bestseller. That's that's your program. That's 100% your program. Now, had you have you ever done any other programs, or did you consider other programs? I just wonder what about the program you think worked. Actually, I had looked at quite a few. I knew I needed to write this book. You mentioned earlier that I have another book that I'm planning to write, and it's actually a book that I made a promise to my mother that I would write. Um, my mm. mother, before she died, uh, well, she was a psychologist and, and quite successful and, and did a lot of public speaking and used a lot of stories, personal stories, when she would speak. And people would come up to her afterwards and say, oh, if you ever write a book, I want to buy a copy of it. And, 
And she was a good writer, and so she wrote down a bunch of those stories. And before she died, she gave me the assignment, uh, Angelina, I want you to get this published. I'd never published anything. I, I didn't know anything about that world, and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to start with something that I can write directly from myself. I'll just publish a book about the 12 animals because people had asked me to do that. Uh, and I thought, okay, I'll write that, and then I'll know how to do it, and then I'll be able to do Mom's book. Well, what happened, I actually lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, what had you looked at other programs? Yes, yes, um, and so I was looking yeah. at all these other programs. Thank you. I, I went to a big writer's mm-hmm. conference, and they had, had um, uh, reps for the different publishing houses, and I sat down with several of them. I started looking at, there's a bunch of different companies out there that want to publish your book. And so I was checking all these others out, and then I saw your interview with Carolyn Green. And I was so taken with your authentic way of dealing with both her and your audience that you were presenting this interview to, and I thought, that's what I want. I want to work with somebody who's like that, who's real, and not someone who's just business and promising this and that and the moon, and they're just mm-hmm. all money-focused. I really want to work with someone who is more heart-centered. And the questions that you had that you asked her were so insightful. I was just really impressed with, with you and your uh, perspective. That's what did it for me, and I just, at that point, I dropped all the others that I've been considering. Hmm, that's nice to hear. Um, if you're listening and you want to know about that um, interview I did with Carolyn Green, if you email me, Angela at theauthorincubator.com, I will send you a link so you can hear that too. Um, so what so far has been the best thing to come out of having your book? I know it's only been, what, about six weeks? Yeah, about six weeks. That's maybe not even quite that. It's actually, let's see, it was March 11th. Yes, close to six weeks. Yeah, okay. Um, so in the six weeks, obviously you became a bestseller. That's a big highlight. Are there conversations yeah. you've had or uh, emails, people that have reached out to you, reviews? Are there any highlights from the first six weeks of being a best-selling author that you can share with us? Um. Mostly I have been really focused on, I'm, I'm going to mention that uh, included in your process that you gave to us besides writing and publishing the book and getting it to be a bestseller, um, you are unique as far as I know in that you also offer training when we came out there to do the launch in Washington, D.C., my husband and I, you had a training program, a three-day program on how to, now what to do, now how to market uh, your book, how to manage your business, how to actually make something happen of this. And I have been actively working that program. There was so much information that you gave us. I have that funnel literally tacked to my wall in my office, and I refer to it daily. Um, so I have been going through working on that, and it has helped me weed out some of the coaching programs that are offered to me saying, We'll help you build your business this way and that way. Some of them, Mm. when I listen to their little freebies initially, I go, okay, I already got that from Angela. I already know those. (laughs) Okay, don't need that. (laughs) Or, okay, I can see how this would take me farther on the path added to what I learned from you in that three days. 
So um, as far as, as people reaching out to me, I had uh, somebody who wants uh, to sponsor me in doing my own radio show, but you have to pay a fee for it. I told him, fine, if you'll put the money up front, I'm happy to do it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm ready right. for that yet. Um, I'm actually getting ready to go. Uh, my next step is to put my book in print because it's ebook right now. And I'm getting together a series of uh, webinars that I want to do. So I'm just I'm building on the book. That's the main thing that I'm doing is I'm really, really working into turning it into a business. Nice. I love it. Um, what was different about writing or publishing your book uh, than you expected? Was there anything in our process that surprised you? Anything that surprised me? Um, I guess two things. Uh, when I wrote uh, out the description of my ideal client, you know, the 36-year-old who shops at Victoria's Secret, and I don't know if you remember what you responded. I posted it in the Facebook page, the private Facebook page, and you said, I really want to rip this to shreds because I really like mm. to be able to find the flaws in it. And you said, but this is amazing. You've hit it this perfectly. This one's perfect. I remember. We have very <laughs> few people who do this particular assignment perfect at the first time. That was uh, that was definitely a moment I remember for sure. Well, that was a surprise uh, to me because I wasn't expecting that anybody would say I did it perfectly. But I'll tell you that I had literally studied your book because I read your mm. book before I even started the process. And you later sent me a free copy now that I signed up for the program. I got another copy of it. But I had bought your book myself after I watched your interview. I bought it myself, read through it, studied it, highlighted different things in it. And so I understood the basic program. And maybe that's one reason that it, it flowed pretty well for me because the second surprise was when Kate, my editor, um, I turned in my first uh, chapter or so, and she responded back and she said, you have got this down. You totally understand uh, what it is that you need to do. I don't want to get in your way. I would normally be telling people, okay, now we're going to correct this as we go. We're going to make changes. I'm going to redirect you, whatever. She said, I'm not going to do that for you. I want you to just write. Just write. Mm. Whatever you've got. And when we get near the end, then I'll start working with you. But I'm afraid that if I start making some corrections and redirections now, it's going to slow down your process. And so that actually worked really well for me, but I was truly surprised. I wasn't expecting that kind of response. Nice. You got to, you know, the age has to benefit you in some way. All that experience is paying yeah. off. You <laughs> <laughs> need to have some wisdom with the age, yeah. <laughs> in our last couple of minutes, I just want to ask you, um, most of our listeners have wanted to write a book for a long time. Um, and most importantly, they've wanted to make a difference and do something meaningful with the lessons that life has brought to them. What advice would you give that person um, who wants to write a book but hasn't been able to finish it? I really believe, I, I have come to believe, partly through this process, that we really do all have something that the rest of the world or a bunch of people in the rest of the world need to hear. And that that mm. message, we shouldn't sit on it. That I think it's one reason why uh, coaches are becoming so prolific. Uh, we even have people who are um, licensed 
therapists and psychotherapists and stuff who are turning to coaching because from coaching we get to give more of that personal, here's what I learned through my life, here's what my negative experiences have taught me. And I, I, I think, I, I mean, I think even 10-year-old kids have wisdom already that if we would listen could benefit us. And so I would say to all those people, I don't care if you don't write a perfect book. It's all right. There's somebody out there that needs to hear what you have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Angeline Hart is the co-author of Gorillas Make Great Lovers with her partner, Dixon Schwank. You can find Gorillas Make Great Lovers at Amazon. Uh, Check that out right now. And if you want to take her manimal quiz that she talked about at the top of the show, just head over to GorillaLove.com. That's GorillaLove.com. Angeline, thank you so much for being with us today. My privilege to get to work with you, Angela, truly. Oh, thank you so much. Well, we are actually off next week because we are doing one of our three days to done events here at the Author Castle in the Washington, D.C. area. We'll have four authors arriving on Tuesday night, and they will leave um, by sunset on Friday. They will have their books written and covers for their books, author photo shoots, a book trailer. It's all going to happen on the 27th, 28th, and 29th. If you go to Facebook and you follow the author incubator, you'll be able to follow our four authors on their journey in lieu of hearing me talk on this program next week. So I will miss you, and I hope you get to check out Three Days to Done. Um, It's a really fun process to watch these authors go through it. So with that, I will leave you with the message I leave you with every week, which is that we are changing the world one book at a time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com. 